Seven. 7.03 a.m. Good morning, Blaze. We can wear costumes tomorrow. What? Because it's Halloween. It's Halloween? Tomorrow. No. Yes. Wow, that traps upon us. What costume are you going to wear? Harry Potter. You know, um, about that paint and scar thing, we might have to do it today. You want me to paint the scar? Maybe actually tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow. Oh, I can do it today if you like. I can put the Harry Potter scar on you today. The boy who lived. Do you know how he got the scar? Oh, yeah, from Voldemort. <gasps> you should not be named. <laughs> I find him a little scary. Is he not a little scary? Yeah. You know what I'm going to be dressed as? Oh yeah, you have to wear that mask. Squidman mask. But inside, I will be Hagrid. I will be Hagrid, Hermione, and Harry. And I'll look after you. And make sure you don't get the coves. Because it's a right nasty thing, is the coves. And if we get it, there's no spell. Madame Pomfrey can't even come up with a spell to beat the coves. One of the things it does is it turns your foot into a little crab claw. Oh, that is just absurd. <laughs> Why does eating breakfast have to be so dramatic? <laughs> what would you like, Sierra? Would you like some oatmeal uh, or something else? I would like... I'll have some puffins, please. Thank you. Puffins it is. Puffins and honey nut cereals. Stuck in a lift with a zombie, <laughs> or stuck in a lift with a witch. Witch, no a zombie. Which one? Why, please? Why did you say witch? Why did you say witch? Um, uh, if they're like in the sky, I could just pull down the clouds. You're in an uh, you're in an you're in an elevator. <laughs> Witches? Well, well, which one would you choose, Sierra? I would choose a witch because it might be a good witch. And there's Whereas witch. there's no such thing as a good zombie. True. Okay. Right. Okay, what about this one? Who would you rather get a haircut from? Wolfman or Dracula? Dracula. Dracula. Dracula, is that safe? Because, because he's, well, for one, you can't see me in a mirror, so it would just be like a pair of scissors like hovering around <laughs> your head, which would freak me out. And two... When you're getting a haircut, there's a lot of exposed neck. See what I mean? Yeah, ha I however, Wolfman, Werewolf, yeah. not very well groomed, is he, really? It's all weird. But I'll tell you. You might have like a bizarre. But Dracula's a good guy. A bizarre hairy pompadour, because he has he's no a sense good guy, of style. When I, 
uh, watch the Hotel Transylvania movies. He's good. Oh. Humans are bad. In Hotel Transylvania? Yeah. Oh, it's a reverse story? Yeah. No, yeah. most humans are bad. One of them most humans are bad? Uh-huh, because one of them... Yes, they're probably Republicans. Okay, would you rather have a swimming lesson from the swamp creature or have a swimming lesson from the mummy? Oh, definitely swamp creature. Mm -hmm. I mean mummy, because they're not alive. Yeah. So you'd rather have uh, a swimming lesson from an undead Egyptian. I'm interested in that in that decision. Can you explain why? Um, because I think uh, they they both smell really bad. Don't yeah. They, well, well, I don't know if if they if 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 like swamp creatures being given a lot of lessons in the pool, and he has a job, so they probably make him shower before he comes to work. Whereas, you know, a 2,000 year old dead Egyptian, <laughs> I don't think any amount of chlorine is going to, uh, you're right, is going to make him smell nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he isn't alive, though. He is alive. And then if he jumped in the pool, they'd just be like all body parts like, floating around. <laughs> Where a swamp creature is, his is element is is water. So I think you're getting these kind of like you're figuring these out. It's review. some spooky podcasts for Halloween. First up, I guess, because I have to, is lore. And I have to not just because I'm trying to review every podcast in existence, but also because this podcast is an absolute phenomenon and one of the big winners of the great second podcast gold rush, which we're in. Although... Maybe perhaps moving towards the end of now. So Lore was launched in 2015 by a guy called Aaron Mankey. And it delivers 30-ish minute introductions to various strange paranormal mysteries uh, from history. Such as local ghost sightings, strange murders and monster myths like London's uh, spring Jack. It's basically... Um, Reader's Digest versions of articles from old magazines like The Unexplained and Ripley's Believe It or Not with a uh, slow piano uh, underscore that's probably called something like Depressed Steinway Number 12. So it's not earth-shattering stuff, um, but it somehow caught fire and he rocketed up the charts after the serial audience boom of 2014 which exploded the podcast market and he's made his name and fortune by doing a very good job of turning his audience and download figures into an actual production company well done Aaron the show was even picked up by Amazon 
and turned into expensive television that you'll probably never watch. So is it any good for all its plaudits and listeners and downloads? Meh, not really. Not for me. I think he's a terrible reader and mediocre writer. And it's basically just second-hand monster and ghost stories retold to you in a weary, one-note, bro-historian-type way. For me, his voice and delivery is utterly bland, and his scripts sound like artless tapestries plagiarised from various unnamed sources. So Law gets zero stars, but uh, he's going to get two hearty thumbs up um, for the luck of being launched in the Golden Post serial window and striking a fortune from the audience boom. And he also gets some zombies. The summer is here no. at last. No, not them. <laughs> These ones. <laughs> yep, that's better. Next up is 13 Days of Halloween, which is from iHeart Radio, Blumhouse TV, and is <laughs> another Aaron Mankey product from his law-built production company, Grim and Mild. Yes, his production company is actually called Grim and Mild, which is uh, truth in advertising, I guess. Now, this show, 13 Days of Halloween, is way better than lore and definitely worth checking out. It's brand new, uh, it's running currently, and is an interesting compendium series of short horror stories set in a strange haunted resort called Hawthorne Manor. Each episode is introduced by the caretaker, played by uh, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, one half of the amazing comic duo Key and Peele, and it has him introducing you to a new bit of the house's weird history uh, every episode, and uh, he takes you uh, to a new room of the haunted mansion where you meet a fellow guest inside who tells you uh, a scary story of ghosts, pain, and supernatural horror. The caretaker hints at a wider plot uh, at play, a secret room with uh, access to some kind of Lovecraftian other dimension, which he is hoping you will help him discover from clues dropped within the stories that you hear. And this is a great hook that is uh, really well deployed. It began 13 days out from Halloween this year, hence the name, and is currently putting out one episode a day up to the climax on the night itself. Now, I do love the short horror compendium format from things like Tales from the Crypt, The Twilight Zone, and X-Files, and I'm glad that it's having a bit of a resurgence at the moment. And this is a really welcome addition. Like most of its forebears, the format is hit and miss, with some stories landing better than others, but the production is gorgeous, um, with a definite recommendation to listen through your headphones as they play about with uh, multi-track panning to really give you a sense of space and movement. Episode 6 is particularly good if you have a moment to invest in it, undistracted, and if you're ready to give some radio drama a chance. This show is actually pretty damn good. Even if the stories are not exactly original, they are solid entries in the genre. Keegan-Michael Key is great, doing his uh, over-the-top genteel English butler-type character you may have seen in a few of his sketches. 
I love his work. I think his greatest talent, though, is his ability to do the barely contained rage bit when harnessed to absurd comedy situations. Um, I think he's the greatest practitioner of this art since John Cleese. Um, And since there's probably no room for this particular skill in this show with this character, he might be being a bit wasted. Hey, there's an idea. Keegan-Michael Key in an American reboot of Faulty Towers. Wow, I want to see that. So anyway, 13 Days of Halloween. Ongoing. Not heard the climax yet, but I'm really hooked. It gets five stars. Two thumbs up. A spooky butler. You right. And a psycho. (laughs) Next up is Circles a four-part horror drama from Evergreen Productions and Jack Bowman in the UK. This is a classic school kids summon a demon and have to suffer the consequences story. It's Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it's Stranger Things, it's Charmed. It's, well, nothing particularly groundbreaking, but it is entertaining and a good example of an indie production really hitting it out of the park and making something every bit as good as the aforementioned 13 Days of Halloween without a gigantic budget. Well done, everyone involved. As you can tell, I've been around the block as horror goes, um, read all available Stephen King by the age of 10, and came of age during the years of the video nasty, so my appreciation of the genre is deep and probably a little jaded at this point. And I think uh, this show is probably only going to be actually scary to sheltered teens and under 10s. But it is a great calling card for production and radio drama in itself, with oodles of creative ability right across the board. What really kept me engaged and tuning in for all four episodes was the really great acting from Tal Manier, Beth Eyre, Sarah Pittard, Bryce Cook and Tom Alexander. So Circles gets four stars, two thumbs up, a Frankenstein. It's alive, it's alive, it's alive, alive. And a Rent-A-Ghost. If your mansion house needs haunting, just call Rent-A-Ghost. We've got spooks and ghouls and freaks and fools at Rent-A-Ghost. Next up is Camp Monsters. This is a monster feature that looks at regional myths and legends from around America. From Tahoe-Tessie to the Loveland Frogman and the Jersey Devil. Now this is a funny thing, it's a corporate podcast from REI, the expensive outdoor equipment shop that is... uh, gentrifying nature one columbia clad white family at a time yeah living like a hobo uh under the stars has never been so expensive i'm probably being a bit harsh there because they do do some good stuff like not opening on black friday and maybe only half of the things they sell are produced in asian sweatshops made by child labor or something, which uh, in our capitalist extremist corporate hellscape makes them giants of morality as well as captains of industry or something. And you know what? The actual REI brand stuff I've got is quality and value, so I should probably uh, muzzle my uh, socialist demons a bit. And you know why? This podcast is really very good. 
The writer and narrator, Weston Davis, is everything Aaron Menke from Law is not. He's a superb storyteller with an engaging delivery and writing that is honed and worked to a sleek and entertaining shine. And he also has a wonderful ear for the poetic. Well, the Pine Barrens here in New Jersey have never been entirely barren. At different times and places, there were ironworks, glass factories, lumber mills, paper mills, ammunition plants. But for one reason or another, they all failed and faded away. I'm glad they did. There's something about the Pine Barrens. It's like they're polished by the loneliness that's flowed over them for so long. When morning breaks cold and clear over that river, you'll, you'll see what I mean. You'll see the stark beauty and mystery of this place. Well, come morning, you'll be glad we're out here. It is a long time till morning, though. And I will admit, the Pine Barrens by night are a strange place. It's one thing for a wilderness to snare itself a legend or two. I guess any place that can call itself a wilderness has that. But these woods are so thick with stories, and legends, and myths, and creatures. It's inexplicable. Inexplicable until you've spent a night like this out here in these woods. Wow, good work. Totally nailed the Pine Barrens there. I'm so glad I found this, and I can't wait to listen to it with the kids around the campfire. But be careful, though. Uh, because this is a corporate podcast. So while it is free, it's only free in so much as they're trying to sell you things and not in a jarring, hideous uh, way like the ad content on some shows like, say, Pod Save America. Um, I think the subtle advertising on this show is frighteningly effective. Imagine you're trekking through the backcountry in search of the nation's camp monsters. You're tired. You're hot. You're thirsty. You're in need of a can of Rogue's Batsquatch Hazy IPA. Named after the Northwest's legendary Batsquatch monster, this is the beer for all your outdoor adventures. Sip on a Batsquatch while seeking out Batsquatch. It just makes sense. This juicy, cloudy IPA features intense tropical flavors for a refreshing, satisfying break while on your quest. Damn, I want a beer. Don't you want a beer? A Batsquatch. Wow have to try that so camp monsters gets five stars two thumbs up some campfire beans and a vincent price Wait, 
Um, any chance you could stop by the liquor store? We're not out of whiskey again. No, beer. I think, you know, you drank the last Manor House Grisette at the weekend. Okay, what should I get? Well, two packs of the Grisette, for sure. It's the best. And then, I don't know, maybe another couple of craft picks. Like maybe Bat Squatch from Rogue and uh, Sleazy Breezy from Laughing Clown. Bat Squatch? Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch? Bat Squatch. Bat Squatch. It's, na- it's named after the monster that roams Mount St. Helens. It's a, I don't know, a giant bat with a big wolf head. Bat Squatch? Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds nice. It's an IPA. Oh, I don't think you like them. Well, not really. They're okay in moderation. I just don't know why everyone's gone crazy on them over here. India pale ales were developed to be shipped to British soldiers during the colonial occupation of India. The heavy hops stopped the beer going off on the boats. So the flavour everyone is always banging on about is essentially preservative, necessitated by a supremacist colonial invasion. It's probably why it's popular in Cascadia. Okay. And if they don't have any? Let's try something light. Maybe a nice... What about a nice heifer? Maybe White Privilege from Spunky Brewstar. And, uh... Yeah, I could contrast that with Oaf Fighter from Hunkelmensch. Is that the really crisp Kolsch head brought over that time? No, no. It's the dark, fruity dunkle we had at that Airbnb in Boulder. I think you're thinking of Idiot Joust from Paul Newman. Right. Yeah, you like that. So, if they have it, get it. Any stout? Good call, yeah. Have a look for Vanilla Valhalla from Charles I. Or Goblin's Knob from Anger Management. What's that one with the horrible face on the label? Sam Adams? I'd, I'd say that was more bland corporate generic than the No, 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 with all the teeth. The knives? Mm. The yawning maw of knives? Mm. Chewing the severed arm? It scared Sierra that time. Gave her nightmares. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. No, that was Dark Prophecy from the Dragon Temple. I doubt we'll see that again. It was a limited-release barley wine brewed by uh, pretend monks in Gettysburg. But if it's there, and they don't have any of the others, then sure. Okay. So, what if they don't have any of them? Um, whatever you choose will be gratefully received. Really? Of course. Uh-huh. See, no, uh-huh. thanks. Thanks a lot for going. <laughs> Honestly, anything you decide to get, Jen, will be good. Mm-hmm. Do you have your mask? Yep. Okay, drive carefully. Okay, bye. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please share it with someone you think might also like it. Get them to give me a listen. And if you really want to help out, please buy me a coffee. Hit the link in the show notes and on the website. It's election day at last. America is holding its breath until it turns blue. We will get through this. We will overcome.
The Jazz is from Mario Rom's Interzone. It's November now, and they've got a new album out. I can't wait to listen to it. I'm, uh, I'm waiting for it to drop on my doorstep any day now. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Take care. Stay healthy. Bye-bye.